Hello everyone. Welcome to the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. We are your guests Aditya Bansal and Mihail Damian. And we're your hosts Parker Doman and Stephen Craig. This is episode number 53, which is a special episode because this is our 1 year anniversary of the Macfab Engineering Podcast. Wow. I'm Woo. surprised we made it past episode 20. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations guys. No, nah, it's crazy to to have been doing this for a year now. It's yep. just it's it, I don't know, it's especially doing it once a week without stopping yeah, we for a whole missed, year. We haven't missed a single week yet. You didn't miss any week? No. Not even like not even holidays. Not even like Christmas or holidays or nothing. No, we actually recorded Thanksgiving like in at our fab yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. We've we've done we've done every week. So gotta 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 keep pumping it. <laughs> All right, so our guests this week are from Kinetic. Uh it's a company developing wearable devices to reduce workplace injuries of industrial workers. So um Aditya here is the co founder and CTO of Kinetic. That's the chief technology operator of uh, Kinetic, and uh, Mihail is the head of data analysis and supply chain. So uh, you guys want to tell us a little bit about uh, Kinetic and what you guys do there? Yeah, sure. Um, so at Kinetic, uh, we're about two and a half years old now. Okay. Uh, at Kinetic, our main goal is to reduce the workplace injuries, right? Mm-hmm. So the people who are moving boxes, like millions of guys uh, across globe, uh, lifting boxes, moving boxes, and especially with the advancement of e-commerce, uh, there's like a lot more boxes to be moved, I guess. So what happens is these guys, uh, with so much manual work, uh, there's a lot of back injuries, shoulder injuries, and all these musculoskeletal injuries which keep on happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, our main goal, our company's main goal is to reduce these workplace injuries. And the way we are reducing it in two ways. So one thing which what we have done is... Uh, uh, if you have seen, we have built this small wearable device, which looks like a small pager from like 20 years back. Uh, oh man, it's been 20 years for pagers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this like small device, which sits on your waist, uh, on a worker's waist, and what it does is, uh, it looks at their motion, like how they are lift, doing their task. And if they are doing their task in an unsafe manner, like having high-risk posture. Mm. By high-risk posture, for example, um, they're bending their back instead of squatting down to lift something from the floor or twisting instead of pivoting. So then what happens is device detects those things. And uh, the, as I mentioned, the main goal is to reduce the injuries. Yeah. The one way we do that is we give the immediate feedback to a worker as like a small vibration, like our phones. Mm. Uh, give a small feedback just to give, tell them, you know what, man, you, you had a bad posture. Next time, just remember your training, use better posture. Mm-hmm. And the second thing which we do is all the devices, all the data which we collect, it can be reviewed by safety supervisors or managers yep. or whoever wants to look at it. And uh, the main thing is like, then it's not like always a worker can correct their posture. Mm. Many times the job design as well. The way the job is designed, the workplace is designed, uh, or the tools are bought, mm-hmm. uh, they can't have safe posture. So management needs to know like what the right tools to buy, how to modify the job design. So that basically there's safe motion, right? For everyone to have good posture. Yeah. So that's that's our company's goal. And that's how two ways we are planning to, we are trying to reduce the workplace injuries. Oh, that's really cool. You know, I actually didn't even think about that second one mm-hmm. where actually setting up the environment correctly, having the right tools. Yeah. Or yeah, like, absolutely. you know, making sure like a, the benches or, or conveyor is the exactly. right height. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and what's cool about that is it's, it's not necessarily that you're, say, 
spying on what somebody is is doing. You're gathering data to yeah, show yeah, yeah. Uh, that that things may not be set right for them to do their job properly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's really cool. I hadn't thought about that. I believe yeah. we have a, a machinist, right? Where uh, the oh, table yeah. that he was using was a little bit too low for him. Mm -hmm. And by simply just getting a different table, he was able to reduce the amount of high risks, lifts that he, he do you know, tremendously, you know, just, just by looking at that, which no one would have looked had we not started analyzing that kind of data. It's like one of our customers who said, right, like, uh, if we can measure it, we can fix it. The problem is quantifying all these problems. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, which is good. Like, that's exactly what we're doing. We're measuring it now. It's your, it's your turn to fix it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's funny because <laughs> you can you can throw as many signs up on the wall saying "lift with your legs" or <laughs> oh, or yeah, whatever, yeah. but 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 now you actually know if someone's mm -hmm. doing that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> actually, the funny thing is we're we're recording in an old government building and those signs are everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay vigilant. Yeah, stay yeah vigilant. exactly. <laughs> if you see something, say something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's everywhere in New York. Yes. Yeah, if you were in New York, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so that, that actually uh, leads into the next question. Where's the company located at? Uh, it's based out of Manhattan, uh, New York City. We are right in Midtown. Very cool. So convenient. <laughs> so convenient. What, what subway station are you all off of? Uh, well, the, the thing is, that since we're right in Midtown, you have, you know, you have the, the key. You have every single subway line you want. So yeah. That's perfect. We are, we are one right block on that, from... I think it's the orange line. The orange, orange, yellow, yeah. red... Green, blue, all of them pass through Midtown, so you can live anywhere and be. And uh, we're one block from Penn Station, so like. Oh, okay, okay. I know what exactly yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's at. Very cool. Yeah. And and you said you've been there two years. Uh, about yeah, more than or, uh, two and a half years. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, you said the device kind of clips onto the belt. Yeah. Is is that yeah. the uh, the entirety of what someone would have to wear in order to start gathering data on? Exactly. This? Yeah. Yeah. That's wow, it. That's great. That's it. And it, I guess it has like a little charging dock or something that it goes on. It has to? a charging dock. So it's basically you've seen like um, for the inventory scanners and others, uh, there is no micro USB port. You have pins and you just dock it and that's it. It's going to charge. Huh. We use the same thing. So like our devices are basically industry grade devices. Mm -hmm. So there is no opening, no open, no open port. Uh, they are completely waterproof and just. What, what IP rating is the enclosure? I forgot the number, man. Like IP sixty two or sixty three or something. Do you okay. remember the number? It can, it can handle, you know, sweat. It can and handle. Some, oh, it can handle sweat. It can handle sweat. It can handle splash and a uh, little bit of rain. Uh -huh. uh, not like it cannot be submerged in water, which I hope no one is doing it. Yeah, someone, goes, <laughs> you know, like, someone wears it and goes in the pool. <laughs> Your posture is terrible. Like the breaststroke. So, so I guess uh, is it your plan to kind of have it such that. Uh, I guess employees come in in the morning, they grab their PPE and this device. Mm -hmm. and, exactly, and, exactly. Exactly. That's yes. the plan. Yes. Cool. Cool. So is there software that goes along with this? Yeah. 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 So basically, uh, so the, there is uh, in the device itself, there is a bunch of software, which like doing all the machine learning, decision making, signal processing and all those things. For the customers, there is a front-end dashboard. Mm -hmm. There is a web dashboard which they can access, where they can access all the data in real time as it's happening. And, uh, yeah. So I've got a little question is, because it gives feedback to the worker right away if they mm -hmm. don't lift right with right. a little you know, buzz. <clears throat> right. But does it connect up to a network, or is it when it gets docked at the end of the day mm -hmm. and it uploads its data? 
So or you is mean it continuously connected? You mean giving feedback to the worker? No, no, like okay, it, no. like if it like the supervisor yeah, yeah. at needs the end of the day see, when the you know, shift going is on. Oh, it's it's yeah. at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that means means your battery life is actually probably pretty good, since uh, you don't you're not connected to the Wi-Fi. So yes and no. The it's it's good in the sense like, uh, uh, I mean yes, uh, without not having Wi-Fi during the day, it saves us battery. But our battery itself is only 15 hours. That's still, uh, that's two shifts. So. Yeah, let, let's hope that's longer than a <laughs> yeah. shift. No, the reason I'm saying it's kind of, like, it's good or bad both, because uh, the way we designed our product, uh, you know, it's, it's the habit, right? I remember, like, a few years back when my phone was discharging, it, it used to last for two days. Uh, most, of, most of the time, my phone was discharged. But when it lasted only one day, Every night I'm putting it on charge, mm-hmm. and every day I had full charge. So it's the thing. Like we wanted to put this thing in the habit that you know, every day you have to put it on charge. Not once a week. Not every third day. Mm-hmm. Not every second day. That way, that's a habit. Yeah, make sure it doesn't get discharged. Exactly. So our main goal is like 15 hours battery life is uh, accounting for like one long shift, like mm-hmm. 10, 11 hours, or two mm-hmm. small, two small shifts. Sure. And just at the end of the day, put it on the dock. Yeah. So so um, how does a user attach? themselves to it? Do they have one that is uh, fixed for them or can they somehow at the beginning of their shift just pick anyone uh, and then clip it on and then how is it, how is it tied to the, a person? So the way it's tied, uh, <clears throat> so, so as, as you mentioned, there, there, uh, two things. One thing is, um, so for each device has a small display mm-hmm. which shows the name of a worker. So using the web dashboard, managers can assign, okay, these are the devices, these are the workers, the names appear on the mm-hmm. devices, they can pick their name. The other thing which, uh, which is very interesting for a lot of companies is uh, not looking at individual worker, but looking at job category as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like all the drivers on this route or all the forklift operators or all these loaders, what happens there? So then the device, the workers knows that any device they can pick which says loader. It doesn't matter which their device. Mm. It's just because the whole job category is going to be aggregated as, as a yeah. whole. Everyone at that job will be doing the same kind of work. Exactly. That's mm. the idea. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I think I think we kind of get an idea of, of what the, the product is. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's hear a little bit more about uh, you guys. Let's let's hear some uh, something about your background. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Where did my, it all begin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it all begin? So uh, for Aditya, I believe it began in India, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was born and brought up in India. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, uh, I did my electrical and I did my PhD in electrical and computer engineering from Purdue. Uh, go boilers! <laughs> 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 and then uh, so and then I was working for uh, I was working for IBM, IBM Research in New York. Uh, and then after working there for five six years, I was getting bored like it's like it's work was interesting but it's not consumer electronics it was mostly enterprise stuff mm. so that's the time i started a small company called Vertrons. uh so uh, let me just quickly talk talk about it like this is a very cool product like two minutes so sure. have you ever tried uh reading while running on a treadmill it's yeah it's rough yeah it's rough right so what we did was because your head is wobbling and you can't focus your eyes, right? I don't so, exercise, so. <laughs> <laughs> so so I built a I built a small device which is basically a square inch in size, which you can clip it to your shirt or your headband, and that device and run with that device, and use a tablet. Mm-hmm. So as you're running, as your head is moving, in 3D space, 
the text on the display is going to move exactly in sync with your eyes. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So that's what really happens cool. is, yeah. as you're running, mm -hmm. uh, the runner is going to feel like the text is still and they can read comfortably, uh, but, like, but the text is moving exactly in sync as it's moving. Oh, that's super cool. That's got to freak out someone that's just watching <laughs> yeah. on the sidelines, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still, so like, like, what is that guy happening? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the, so the people who are standing next to the terminal, they're like, what, what's going on? Like, it's moving. How can you read it? Like, but the person who is running, they can read it. Yeah. That's so, really cool. yeah. so I built that and like I had a crowdfunding campaign uh -huh. and which uh, went bust because apparently uh, people love the idea, but they like to listen to music or, you know, watch TV. So sure. not many people are running and reading. Mm -hmm. So we solved a big problem, but no, there was well, no. A market. lot of people are, are are not running and reading because they can't. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, uh, but you know, for hardware business, it's not that easy. Like, unless yeah. there are a lot of people who are willing to buy it. Sure. And that's the time I met my co-founder, uh, Hetham. Mm -hmm. So Hetham had a uh, background in biomedical engineering and he was a uh, director of incubation center. So we were just chatting, generally talking about it. And then uh, we got into Techstars Accelerator. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's the time we formulated the whole, uh, whole company, like this is what we want to do. And we both of us had like stable jobs. And we're like, okay, you know what? If five people, five big companies sign up, to do pilots, we're going to leave our day jobs. <laughs> and uh, that's it. More than five signed up and we left our, we quit our day jobs and uh, started this company. Hey, cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> Thank cheers. you. Yeah. Well, cheers to our wives too because both of our wives, they were working. So they're like, they gave us one year. In, a one, in one year, you have to get at least one paycheck. Otherwise, <laughs> stop this and get a job. <laughs> they, they, they're both very smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, it's the same thing I heard at my I, I, another startup I worked at. Uh -huh. You know, just make sure that you marry someone who's in finance or insurance, and you'll, yeah. you'll be okay. You can just follow your dreams. <laughs> Man, I marry a girl who is who is MBA in finance, but she was like, you know what? I don't want to work. I just you work, and I'm just gonna take care of my things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, Mihail, your your background. Oh, my background. Well, I'm a mechanical engineer. Um, I, I, I mean, my my sports school pride is not. It's not relevant because, you know, my, my football team, basketball team, anything team is really bad. I went to school at New York, uh, Columbia University, and, you know, sports is really, really, really not, not, not something that we're proud of. But, you know, go fencing or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so out of college, uh, I, joined a, I joined a startup called Kimi. And what they do is, you know, they have a, they, you, you're able to store your, your house key or your apartment key on the cloud. Mm. And if you get locked out, you, um, you can go to their kiosks in 7-Elevens or Bath Bath & Beyonds and print the key right then. So you're kind of never locked out. Oh, and, that's great. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So especially in New York City, you know, we have a locksmith that charge like $300, $400 yeah. for a lockout. It's just unreal. Um, so that's where I was doing a lot of data analysis, a lot of operation, uh, a little bit of supply chain. And, um, and that's, that's how we, uh, you know, I linked into, um, into Kinetic. And that's exactly what I'm doing. You know, some data analysis, making sure that the data is uh, actionable, which mm -hmm. is, you know, one of the most important things. You know, it, it's great to give numbers and everything, but if it's not something that you can work on and, you know, it's something that you can relate to, it's, it's really difficult. And uh, working with Macrofaf now, which yeah. is great. You know, it's my second visit, my second time in Houston. Yep, it's great. you were here I'm, last week. Yes, yes, I was here last yeah. week. Um, I'm sad I can't stay because I just realized the Super Bowl is Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually good you're leaving because it's going to be absolutely mayhem. Oh, it's going to be a zoo. Oh. Uh, down, yeah, downtown is already just completely destroyed. Do you guys have oh. tickets? Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 I'm staying home. 
and I probably won't even watch it. On <laughs> <laughs> what? You guys are in, you guys aren't ruined for anybody. Also, uh, what's what's the deal with everyone here just wearing like Falcons gear? Is that something? Is that is that because it's the area, or do you I, just hate the Patriots? Well, you know the thing is, like, you're talking to two electrical engineers <laughs> about sports. I mean, it's well, just, no, I follow college sports. Well, <laughs> but I don't, I don't really care too much about pro sports. So. <laughs> to be honest, I, I wouldn't have the first clue. <laughs> um, well, but but anyway, yeah, no, that that's what I do, and uh, it's been great working with Microfab so far. Cool. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, um, wait, I tell you what, let's uh, let's get into some of the nerdy stuff and oh, let's talk about the hardware, good. like like yeah, football. Let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> like football. There we go. <laughs> um, so, the guts, the guts of this thing. I mean, obviously, uh, we're, we're not going to reveal any secrets or anything yes, like that. I, be- I believe but our lawyers prevent us from doing. Oh, yeah, all our listeners that. must sign the NDA that just popped <laughs> up on the screen yeah. right now. Find a piece of paper, just write down your name, yeah, and sign it, ship it in. <laughs> Mail to P.O. Box 368, Houston, Texas 777777. There we go. <laughs> so, so actually, how would you guys... Um, I mean, who, who did the actual hardware design on the... Uh, actually, you know what? What's the name of the product? What's it called? Oh, man. You are stepping on a nerve, man. Like, <laughs> so we've, been, names. we've been, like, you won't believe. We've, we've, we've thought about the name so many times. And uh, eventually, we're, like, we're calling it device, wearable unit. All of us hate it. Oh, but yeah, we can't come to a single name. I got, so what is the file name the of file the board in your EDA tool? Uh, it's a wearable? file name. Yeah, the file name. Like, like, the, like, yeah. The, I, oh, the, the name of the schematic file or the PCB file. Uh, the original name was UART. U-A-R-T. Now that's, you know what that's, I mean? That's, 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 <laughs> it's not catchy. It's I was not catchy. for something to go off of, but UART. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is UART. UART. No, but uh, no, man. We're, we're just calling a device or wearable unit. Yeah, or wearable, wearable unit. Wearable yeah. unit. It doesn't, have, right, a, it doesn't right. have a pet name or... Well, uh, you are. <laughs> you are, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll, we'll call it device. Yeah, from, let's call from, it from, device. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so device, uh, did, uh, Aditya, did you do the hardware design on device? Yeah, the initial hardware design, uh, the hardware design, yeah, I did. I did most of the, pretty much all of the electrical engineering design in the beginning. Okay. And uh, Hitham did the mechanical engineering piece of it. Cool. Like designing the enclosures and other stuff, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'm assuming it has some kind of... I, it works on some kind of like gyroscope or accelerometer yeah, exactly. or something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. so just depending on what signals it's reading in, there's some algorithm that it determines exactly, things. Exactly. Out. Okay, cool. That's cool. what it does. So it has a pretty good process. I can just reveal a little bit details about the hardware. There's no no worries about it. Okay. So we have a <clears throat> so we use Intel Edison module, which is basically a dual core atom processor, mm-hmm. a gigabyte of RAM, four gigabyte of flash. Um, That's in the device. That's in the, it's in the stamp <laughs> size, man. That's, that's, that's pretty beefy. I'll show you. Like, I'll show really you the office. Like, it's really beefy. Dude, you're it's, talking to people that like, like I use an 8-bit AVR that's got two kilobits, <clears throat> if man, that. This thing, this thing is, um, it's like a computer which you bought in the year 2000 or 2001. Yeah, so, the so actually stamps. the battery life of 15 hours is actually way more impressive now. Exactly. <laughs> We're using x86 and getting 15 hours. Can you well, imagine? That's, Not even that's, that's, pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. So basically, the reason we have it there, and uh, I mean, that's that's something which I can always reveal, is basically it's ease of development, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're building your own with SOC microcontroller, there's a lot of issues there. Uh, uh, I mean, you have to, 
code properly and like we are doing signal processing, machine learning, bunch of stuff. And we have a pretty lean team. And so the software engineer, the machine learning guy, they want to use Python, Go. I use C, C++, Shell. And uh, so we wanted so many, so many technologies we are working together. Mm -hmm. And we decided, okay, you know what? Embedded Linux is a good, good choice because everything can be there. So it is embedded Linux then? Yeah, okay, it's embedded cool, cool. Linux. So it uses Elixir, Golang, C, C++, everything. Uh, so the and the reason is ease of development, right? And sure. It has, of course, motion sensors. Uh, That's what it does. And th we need a good processor to do. Uh, as I mentioned, so if if uh, this device don't need, uh, they don't need uh, continuous connectivity. Mm. So they have to do yep. all the signal processing and crunching on the device itself. Right. So that's why we needed a little bit beefy processor, at least. 150, 200 megahertz processor to do all this computation. I was just about to ask how fast it runs. That's it's, that's, it's, it's half gigahertz processor. Wow, that, for 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 a wearable like that, that's pretty. That's yeah. beefy. <laughs> it is beefy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it this way: our the the pinball controller I designed runs uh -huh. at 80 megahertz. Ooh. So, and that thing gobbles power. <laughs> well, and you have it all the way to the max. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're using every clock cycle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's actually insane that a wearable like that can have that much oomph under the hood. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, speaking of the hood, it's got an injection molded enclosure too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually really like what goes into designing something like that? Because I've I've designed like three D printed stuff, but nothing that has to get made in terms of like thousands. Yeah. Like for injection molding. I would molding. let uh, Mihail talk talk about that. Wow. Well, <laughs> it looked like he just had like a. Uh, a Vietnam oh, flashback. We here. actually have one sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there, there are a lot of iterations, you know. Uh, we're really lucky to have an, an amazing team, you know. Our mechanical, our main mechanical engineer, um, Steve, we love you guys. We love you. We love him. He is amazing. And I'll just give you like a quick, like a quick story behind it. Um, so, so you know, guys, we have a, we have a dock, right, where we charge our devices, and um, and we we have the wearable where we put the wearable into the dock, and the best part about it was that you know, like Steve came up with a really clever, like super super <laughs> simple way of making sure that the device stays in place, because before when we put it in the dock, it would vibrate, it would actually jump off. And we would have no idea, like, oh, how to fix this. Yeah. And uh, Steve, amazing design, just makes a small change on the on the actual on the on the charging well, on the well that holds the the wearable, and magically it just stays every single time. So that just gives you an idea of how clever, subtle, and just amazing of a designer this guy it's is. It's like amazing so, guy with background yeah. from Motorola. You can imagine, yeah. like, he's good with designing industrial grade product. Yeah. yeah, no, the, the, yeah, the, the thing that, that is funny, when you said pager, <laughs> you were not joking. This just looks like a, a slightly more modern pager. Yep. Uh, no, it's, got, it's even got a sensor in it where it's actually, it's not like a pager where clay, pagers, at least from what I remember, they just clip on your belt. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. thing's got a yeah. locking mechanism. It has a locking mechanism. So it's not going anywhere. So no. it's actually great because one thing I've noticed um, about pagers is that like mm -hmm. you bent down a lot. 
they would just pop off your belt nope. and then no. fall on the floor. That thing clamps onto your belt and it's not going to like, follow go. you forever. Yeah, it was made with that design, right? Yeah. Like it's just not going to move. Yeah, it, like just like, like today on my on my you know we were leaving uh, we were going into the airport at uh, New York airport, and uh, you know I put my stuff on on the bin and I and I put the you know our device on the bin and then you know our device gets you know pushed to the side and gets reviewed and the lady reviewing my device looks at it and, he, and she goes. She looks at it, takes a second look, and she's like, Pager? And she just puts it back in. I I didn't even correct her. I was like, yep. You guys are from history, aren't you? They travel back in time. Or forward. Actually, another thing is the, is, is that an OLED display? Yeah. That is, is beautiful. It's, yeah, it's real. I, so I actually have one in my hands right mm-hmm. now, and it's crisp and clear, and it says, Say, stay safe with yeah. an exclamation point <laughs> on the back of it. We it's like you, it's like you could almost just write propaganda across the, <laughs> across the screen here. It's going to be Facebook messages or something, right, for the Twitter <laughs> yeah, feed. Wow, that is a, it, it's, it's, it's got like some kind of cam mechanism that, yeah. that, that it locks cam, it in place. Yeah. Uh, that is that is super nifty, and and the thing the thing that, that there's no like buttons or anything on it. You just clip it in place, and there is one there's tiny one button which one. you can press it ah, to I look at the, the time versus your score. But this device, the way we have designed it, you cannot turn it off. You so can it's always running. Always. It's always running. It, it. I mean, of course, if the battery is discharged, then you it's turned off. But <laughs> if it's, well, I was working, about to ask if you solved the problem of it running out of battery. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if we need to using, talk about some other stuff. If you solved <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just not. Uh, they, you, basically, you cannot turn it off because that's not the use model, right? I mean, we right. don't expect someone, a user, to turn it off. Uh, yeah, it's like um, it's going to be slightly political. Maybe, but like officers that wear cameras and they're like, we want to be able to turn them off. And I'm like, right. not the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So, so uh, I guess with this button, you can scroll through the menus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you the time. And then it said, at least this model says, what, 16 today? That's, is that 16 times something? 16 high-risk clips you have done so far. Oh, high, so 16 high-risk high risk risk maneuvers. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. That is, mm-hmm. that is awesome. <laughs> so, um, challenges with the project. Uh, did it go super smooth? Were there hard <laughs> things? Or? Hardware. No, no. If anything, um, if anything I've heard, um, hardware is like a double diamond. You know, it's like it's ridiculous. There's always something new. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think in my experience, I've seen like, uh, I used to hear this thing from other startups that software is a challenge and then hardware becomes challenge and then software becomes challenge. And this is true in our case, too. Uh, kind of started, oscillates between yeah, the two. Yeah, oscillates between yeah. two. Initially, like, software was a challenge because mm-hmm. our hardware was breakout boards from Spark Fun and Adafruit. <laughs> <laughs> this big, like, literally, like, I think six inch by kind of four inch kind of big thing, which yeah. just put everything together and trying to make software work. Once software started working, we started building this hardware. And that was the cam mechanism, which you see here. Yeah. It was really pain in the ass. Yeah, how many iterations <laughs> of that case enclosure did y'all go through? And how, and how did y'all go through that Just iteration? in the past few months, probably like three or four yeah. iterations. Did y'all 3D print them? or I, We used mm. to, uh, so we did like 3D printing about a some, long time back now, actually. Mm. Uh, even with 3D printing, we started to use, uh, what is this, Stratasys, right? Well, what is this? Uh, Was it like a resin printer? Yeah, some like really, really good printer. I forgot the name of it. Uh, we were using those printers, like some really good high resolution printers. Mm-hmm. And then what, last few months, what we do is just uh, 
laser cut or just uh, basically a, a prototype like yeah. it's just just mill down yeah mill down basically mm -hmm. we can't like machine is because the thing is like the way uh, we have to test the strength Mm -hmm. You can't have 3D, 3D printing. Exactly. You can't yeah. have the layers mm -hmm. breaking no, the strength. No. So you would actually take a block of, I guess, ABS and mill exactly. it down? and then mill it down. Is that, I guess, is that a good analog for ejection molding then? I know. I mean, it could be, but then again, we would also, we'd also ask for, I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, that would be kind of interesting to know if that's actually a really good analog. Because I know 3D printing's not at all. No. Um, no. So yeah, be, I mean, that's why yeah. that's why it was a major challenge because you know the people who are gonna use it, they are like they're gonna sometimes like it. really they're gonna first thing they don't own it the companies own it yeah. it's for their safety mm. but still man like some people we have seen like they're muscular like they're really massive and muscular and they are like <laughs> using our device like as if it's a toy <laughs> it's like I hold it properly <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do like bunch of testing on this to make sure it's good we dropped that oh, guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, really we, we talk about those guys pretty regularly like you know if, if you, you get you give a guy a screwdriver mm -hmm. or let, let's say you, you give 10 guys a screwdriver and you tell them all to put a screw in a hole there's there's guaranteed to be a guy in the group who just Sleep. just crams it in there yeah. and just destroys it. And that, that guy, he's a gorilla. Yeah. You know, he's gonna. We had to make that, that, that gorilla proof, basically. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, back when I was working with uh, some some oil and gas stuff, we called them bubba's. If, if, if you can if you can make a product that can survive like a three hundred pound bubba out in the field, you made a good product. Oh, this this one does. This one does. This we one test, yes, we've one done a lot of testing. Yeah. On so this. yeah, about. The testing. Um, actually, what topic were we currently on? Um, I want to make sure before I go off another tangent because that's a crazy all, all of them. Do <laughs> another tangent. Don't worry about, about the it. testing. What kind of testing do y'all have to do for this product that was because it's a safety device? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, is there any extra like because a, a normal product has to go through FCC, CE, depending on the product, it has to go through UL, yeah, um, CSA, etc. All the European a, ones. But this is a safety <laughs> device. <laughs> is it? Is there any extra stuff and what other, since it's an industrial product, what other yeah. kind of stuff you had to do that a normal consumer product wouldn't have to go through? I think um, some of the like, really fun level testing which we have done is basically the mechanical testing of the whole enclosure. Mm. Uh, we have done like four feet, eight foot drop test on concrete and each and every corner on each and every side. <laughs> In our office, uh, we have we have a shared space. Mm -hmm. The shared space, we have like one row of like eight desks and then we have a big black drum <laughs> because we had to do the barrel testing, like the drum, so we put in a barrel and roll it down for like half an hour, 45 minutes at certain speed. So we got like all the specs from uh, whatever, IP62, 63 or whatever mm. and uh, went through all of them and went a little bit rigorous and just trying to figure out when we actually break it. So went to four feet, eight foot, 12 foot drop. Uh, we did huge amount of humidity test. We did, uh, so before we actually go to the, the, the official testing agency, we wanted to make sure everything is fine with this. Yep. So basically we did temperature test for zero degrees Fahrenheit because some of our customers are in like places like Alaska. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. zero degrees Fahrenheit was basically my, my, my kitchen freezer between chicken <laughs> and uh, fish. Cranked <laughs> 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 it down to the, like the lowest temperature and the, we did all those things. Does sure. the OLED work at that low temperature? Hmm? Does the OLED yeah. display work at that low temperature? Uh, OLED worked. OLED couldn't handle the high temperature. 
It couldn't oh, handle the 170 degrees Fahrenheit. At 170 degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> this white OLED it became blue. I would be. I'd feel sorry for the workers that had to lift boxes. It's just Houston in the summer. <laughs> it's not even that bad. We were it like, uh, we were looking online, like, what's the highest temperature in US? Like in Arizona, someplace 130, 131 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, we're gonna make it like 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Let's operate for the full shift. Yeah, and the OLED turned blue. And, 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 and that's the that's the only negative. So yeah, that's the okay. only negative. So, yeah. Oh, great! It turned blue. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the problem? <laughs> that's it. It's working. <laughs> right. They could say that was a feature too. It just this looks cooler. <laughs> exactly. So, so I actually did. I did some testing for an old job um, that that was similar to that. We actually rented a chamber called a halt chamber, uh-huh. uh, which which rapidly goes between two temperatures that you choose while it hammers it with a whatever vibration Mm -hmm. uh, you choose. So effectively what you're trying to do is just destroy the device. So you destroy it, then you fix what broke, and then you go again until you find the next thing and you just keep doing that. And uh, funny enough, we had an LCD, no, I'm sorry, an LED display on there. And I had that thing going for four hours. It went from boiling to negative thirty, Oof. and it was it was going in that uh, it was going between those two temperatures How in fast? twenty minutes. Ooh, wow! While it was at uh, vibrating at ten Gs, and I could not get the screen to break. Like <laughs> wow, we, went, we went for four hours, and the operator of the machine was like, "Dude." Yeah. Your device is fine. It's, it's gonna work. <laughs> you know who made that that screen? No, I can't remember off the top of my head. That was six wow, years that, ago. That's really cool. That's really yeah, cool. I mean, the screen the screen turned all kinds of funky colors, but I could still read it, and it was yeah. a touchscreen too. It still worked. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. How much hot glue did you just squirt in that thing? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, with with that much heat and vibration, I mean. Components were just popping off the board, uh, and, and it still and, worked. Yeah, no. Sometimes, like, I'd look <laughs> in there and there'd be some capacitors on the ground, and I'd be like, "Well, it's still working." <laughs> All right, you don't need that bike pass cap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm 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 kind of assuming OSHA's potentially eyeballing this. Is there some? Yeah. So we basically. Uh, so OSHA doesn't have any regulation for the lifting biomechanics. They have oh, really? a lot of things which you guys know already. But so, but uh, so there is one uh, government body called NIOSH, National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health or Hazard something. Mm-hmm. So we have partnered with them. So we have some government funding um, to work with them, and they are based out of Cincinnati, and they are basically testing our product and uh, how it works well with their. They have like really sophisticated like motion capture lab like i don't know like 10 15 cameras mm-hmm. and they move capture from every angle like uh, when yeah. someone is actually doing a particular job mm. they were testing our device against it which is pretty cool yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah very cool um yep. so like what what if uh, what if our listeners want to check out more about it where where might they go read some uh, something about this <laughs> they can go to uh, wherekinetic.com W A A A R like wearable wherekinetic.com wherekinetic.com very cool awesome <laughs> well shoot um do you guys have anything uh anything you want to want to add in here no i i got a question go for sure. it um you know y'all's company is based in new york city uh-huh. Yes. Why'd y'all decide to pick a Houston company to build it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Just a question. Oh, good. <laughs> right. 
So, so I'll be super honest with you guys. All right. Um, so it, it doesn't. It wasn't because it was a Houston-based company. So um, you know, location didn't matter. What what mattered most to us is you know commitment. You know, um, quality of work and how uh, how dependable you guys seemed at the moment. And so far, you know, we've been. You guys have been. Macro Five has been extremely you know helpful um you know they, they've offered to you know help us with absolutely everything um so you know we we send quotes and we send uh you know everything that we needed to multiple companies all around the u.s you know from uh from massachusetts to uh to new jersey and uh believe it or not geography was kind of like a filter in the beginning because we wanted to be have a place where you know we can be there within an hour or two mm -hmm. in terms of a driving or you know like a train or anything because you know um building something especially when it comes to hardware it, it can be a bit flaky you, you, you could have an error you know, in, in, in assembly or, you know, just you don't know what's going to happen. So you have to be there to make sure that everything goes right. Um, but, you know, once we looked at your website, Macrofab's website, and realized how committed you guys were to the experience and, you know, um, <clears throat> how much care you put into how we build our product, it, uh, it, made us, it made us feel more comfortable about, you know, building, the, building our wearable unit and our charging dock, which are, you know, everything we have and everything we believe in at Macrofab. So, so that's why. So it doesn't matter if it's in Houston or California or yeah. Seattle or even Chicago at this weather. Um, no, we're happy to work with uh, Macrofab. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I got another question is, what are y'all the most proud of at Kinetic? Because mm. you both are going to have probably different things. Yeah. I'll, I'll let Adidia go first. What are we most proud of at Kinetic? Yeah, what are you most proud of of what you've accomplished at mm. Kinetic over the past two and a half years? Myself or as a team? Both? Both, okay. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it may sound a little cheesy at the risk of sounding cheesy. What I would say is uh, we've been super lucky with uh, working with folks and uh, like the kind of team which we have hired. And no, man, this is like uh, we have some of the early employees. They were like really good. And that's what I'm very proud of. Like the kind of people we hired, like we can uh, we can throw anything at them, man. Like Mikhail, like he can be data analysis and uh, supply chain, but he's basically head of everything. You sh throw anything at them. And all of us were like that. Like all of us, like one day you are screwing, you're basically tightening some screws in a charging dock and next day you're writing of software. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's basically our team. Uh, we are a very lean team, but we are very, very like uh, super good attitude of the team. Like, we are not very defined roles. And that's something which I'm very, very proud of. As a founder, like, uh, we actually gathered pretty good folks. And I think that's, I mean, we can build anything. The product can change. Mm. But I'm very proud of the company which we have built, yeah, which we're building. So I shouldn't have let Aditya go first because he stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was I, I regret. Was I regret letting Aditya go first. I tried to hide my laugh. Oh, Damn it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was trying to hide my laugh. So it wasn't la I wasn't laughing at what, what they were saying. Uh, he, yeah, you made a face and I almost lost it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you're well, okay, so great. You're both I'll rephrase it and I'll them. say it in a different way, perhaps. You know, I'm proud. Yeah, I mean, I'm proud of the product. I'm proud of the company. But I'm more proud about being able to work with such like accomplished people that know 
their field you know yeah. like you have okay so so i'll throw out names you know you have a, you have a didia which you know if you have a problem about you know anything with a device you go to a didia and it's, it's absolutely amazing you have you know haytham who's just really good at explaining things and understanding things you have a salim who is you know a math whiz and you know every time you i have a math question or a programming question then he he has this um this patience that just allows you to be comfortable with asking questions and may may seem dumb to you but you know it's you're super comfortable uh, you have a, a, a mad who mad is just like i mean sometimes i think matt's a robot because matt just does things and then he does them like so rapidly and so well and uh you know i'm super happy to work with him and you know we just had uh, two new team members evan who is amazing and, and building the assembly docs and you know documentation and everything else and vincent uh if you're listening to this we're really happy to have someone like you on the team as well yeah. uh, but no it's really it's really amazing to have such a good team such a dependable team because you know I've been in other companies and and uh, and it's hard to depend on somebody but it's here it seems so easy to depend on somebody just to give you a quick note about our, our work culture here <clears throat> so me and my co- my co-founder he's uh, originally British and he loves Muppets <laughs> so we are basically we have really four witty. co-founders in a company so it's Hetham myself and we have two sock puppets <laughs> <laughs> so anytime a new guy joins our company oh uh, we have two things out. one thing is they have to go through the sock puppets <laughs> and we have a portrait of a tiger so they have to have their portrait of a tiger the, any any new guy who joins they have to have this portrait of the tiger right next to their laptops or computers. oh the <laughs> so thing is that the ceiling is so high that it's, it's a little bit the ceiling it's the ceiling the is much ceiling. higher than it's this so we're talking like the tiger oh that's incredible <laughs> so i've been avoiding having the tiger in my space but Vincent you're going to keep the tiger for hey, the rest hey that's a co-founder that's not, that's not a tiger right? <laughs> so yeah so we have very fun culture like oh that's love, it sounds like everything. a great place yeah. to work yep yeah great <laughs> cool uh, oh so I, <laughs> now i'm gonna mess up now oh nice no, go um, so is if is anyone anyone else have anything else that uh else 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 yeah else else <laughs> Well, just thank you very much for having us, guys. Well, thanks yeah. for coming yeah. on. For having us, and hey, yeah. thanks for being part of the one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. one That's year. an honor. One year. I still can't believe you haven't skipped a week. It's yeah. so it hard every to do. Thursday, right? Every you said thir- even record it. We record every Thursday yeah, and we release, release every Friday. Friday. Wow. So, uh, and we have no plans of stopping. Not that's, yet, at least. That's for sure. So you are going to edit the whole, like, Muppet thing, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no we're going to put out. the volume a lot God. higher at that part. Yeah. <laughs> we'll actually edit that part out, and that will be, like... Like a special that feature. No, that's the podcast. Yeah, no, uh, just, just that part. Just that. <laughs> just that part. <laughs> uh, I, I, so do you all want to sign us out? Yeah. Yep. All right. DJ, go for it. It's all yours. The bottom of the sheet. All right. Um... All right, fellas, so that was the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. We were your guests, Aditya and Mikhail. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And we were your host, Parker Dillman. And Stephen Craig. (laughs) Later, everyone. Take it easy. Take care, everyone. All right, guys, take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.